Welcome to Wellness with Sinelia. I'm Sinelia Lewis, your health and wellness coach. I guide, mentor, empower. Greeting my brothers and sisters once again. Thank you for listening to Wellness with Sinelia podcast. This podcast is about reading books that will inspire you, empower your mental attitude connection with yourself and the spirit that is in you. I believe wellness is the connection to the God within, knowing that he can do the impossible through you, in you, with you. So dream big, plan big, and expect to reap your harvest. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, my brothers and sisters. Welcome back. Today I'm going to read um, The Clock Tickings, written by Dr. Malcolm Kendrick. Chapter 1 The Competing Hypothesis Blood Clot. It may come as a surprise to know that there have been two main ideas about cardiovascular disease battling it out for well over 150 years. In truth, it has been a bit of a one-sided contest. The cholesterol hypothesis has become so dominant that it now stands alone, unquestioned and unchallenged. Indeed, virtually unquestionable. Such is the way of the world. To the victor, good or spoil, and they also get to rewrite history to suit themselves. However, if you do decide to pull the curtain back and peer around the corner, there has always been an alternative hypothesis lurking just out of sight. It has never caught the public imagination. In truth, it has had virtually no impact on the views of the mainstream medical professions. Although, over the years, it has been championed quite vigorously in various graces. The main problem is that it is incompatible with the cholesterol hypothesis. I have seen attempts made to weld them together, but they are rather half-hearted and splintered under the little pressure, which means that you either believe one or the other. I happen to believe in the other. I hope to convince you that the other is correct, which will make two of us, maybe three, if you include my mama thought. I suspect she is just saying it to make me feel better. This is the Reader Digest format. More detail will follow. The alternative hypothesis is that 
blood clots and blood clotting are the key player in cardiovascular disease from start to finish by which i mean that atherosclerotic plaques the thickening and narrowings in arteries are the remain of blood clots formed on the arteries themselves or to put it another way blood clot that have been created on then incorporate into artery walls the process start when the limit the lining of the artery wall is damaged in some way this this stimulates the foundations of a blood clot thrombus which covers over the area rather like a scab does when you damage your skin a new layer of artery lining then grows over the top of the thrombus which effectively draws it into the artery wall in most cases the remaining thrombus is then fully broken down and removed however if there is an increased rate of damage or bigger or tougher blood clot are formed or the repair system are not working so well then repeat blood clotting at the same spot will lead to plaques getting bigger eventually they will severely narrow the arteries and constrict blood flow over many years of growth plaques can end up in a whole range of different forms they can be thought in fibrous known as fibrotheroma they can develop an almost liquid core like a boil with a thin covering these are often called vulnerable plaques such plaques are the dangerous ones as they are more liable to corrupt to rupture exposing the plaque's content to the bloodstream this is an extremely powerful trigger for further blood clotting a bit of good news about plaques is that after decades they normally pass through the vulnerable stage and begin to calcified literally become full of calcium this can make them and the surrounding artery stiff almost like a concrete pipe and the calcified form plaques are significantly less dangerous than earlier versions in that they are far less likely to rupture triggering a heart attack or a stroke how much of the above is controversial hmm. almost everything i have written above 
would be accepted without much of a memorial by the mainstream medical community. For instance, the idea that plaque rupture creates a thrombus that can block an artery. This is pretty much in question as the cause of most heart attacks. It is also widely accepted that thrombus formation on top of an already existing plaque can make plaque suddenly jump in size. Here, for example, is a passage from a paper in the journal Atherosclerosis. This is about the mainstream, a publication as you can get in CVD research. The paper was called The Role of Black Rapture and Thrombosis in Coronary Arteries Disease. In addition, plaque rupture and subsequent healing is recognized to be a near cause of further rapid plaque progression. However, the very idea, the very idea that Trombe could possibly have a role in starting the plaque in the first place is dismissed virtually out of hand. It is LDL which does this, and LDN alone. LDL infiltrates the arteries wall to start the process. Then a gradual buildup of LDL keeps the plugs growing. It is only at the later stage when blood clotting may take over. Or have some role to play. It seems a strange disease that can start as one process and then transform itself into another one halfway through. Personally, I prefer the single process model. It makes life easier. Also, if you really start thinking about the plugs, we present the build of one molecule of LDL at a time concept, you find your thinking ends up at some very strange places indeed. Just to take you down a little thought experiment for a short mandarin journey. In a coronary artery, an average size plaque is about three millimeters in diameter, perhaps somewhat smaller than you thought. An LDL molecule is around 20 nanometers in diameter. A nanometer is one million of a millimeter. Therefore, and trust me on this, to fill a three millimeters plaques full of LDL molecules, you will need somewhere in the region of 3.5 quadrillion of the little blisters. That, as you may have noted, is a very large number indeed. 
It also makes you realize just how small an LDL molecule is. I find everything gets difficult to visualize in a micro level. To try to overcome this difficulty, I often like to bring things into a scale we can more readily visualize. As I mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, using a human scale, if an LDL molecule were the size of a human being, then a typical cells lining an artery endothelial cell will be equivalent of an Olympic size sports stadium. A three millimeter plaque would have the surface area of a city, the city of Chicago, or the island of Wright. If you cut the plaque down the middle, I don't know if that makes sense. Things less mind-boggling or more. Moving the start experiment along. An average plaque takes about 40 years to develop. 40 years. This is very nearly a hundred. This is very nearly 15,000 days. Therefore, if you want to build a 3 millimeter plaque, you need 250 million LDL molecule to be added to the plaque each and every day. In this start experiment, I am assuming none of the LDL molecule get removed. They just stay there. I am also assuming that there is nothing else in a plaque other than LDL molecules. This equates the round 2,500 molecules joining the plaques each second. Just sit and think about that for a while. I did, and they carefully consider scientific conclusion that I can towards it's bonkers. It's not bonkers because that rate is ridiculously fast. In fact, a rare of 2,500 per second is not remotely high. On a molecule scale, the human body does things at speeds that are almost inconceivably fast. For example, there are enzymes within all cells that can catalyze reaction at more than one million times a second. DNA snapping enzyme can open then close a strand of DNA 26 thousand times a second. I'm never quite sure who managed to count that fast. 
which means that transporting 2,500 molecules across endothelial cells and into the plaque beneath it not fast. In fact, on that scale, it is inconceivable classically get a bloody move on slow. In addition, this is not 2,500 LDS filling patiently through a single spot stadium entrance one by one. It is the equivalent of 2,500 human beings walking across the surface area of nearly 400 square kilometers or the equivalent of one person entering an Olympic stadium every four seconds. The final conclusion is that in order to build a 3 millimeter plaque over 40 years, one LDL molecule would have to pass through one endothelial cell every three or four seconds, which is a completely and utterly ridiculously concept. In addition, and far more problematic, is the idea that LDL molecules can enter one side of an endothelial cell travels straight towards and pop out the other side. You could as easily force a tennis ball to one side of a blue whale, run around swimming around and wait for it to emerge on the side opposite. Not that I have ever tried to do this, but I assume it would be tricky. The simple fact is that cells don't allow anything to enter without a reason. We shall leave viruses out of this discussion as they hijack cell mechanisms to do this. Cells are extraordinarily careful about what they allow in and what they don't. There are receptors and gates and channels, each one designed to allow entry of one thing and one thing only, down to the size of individual atoms, such as sodium or potassium. Then, once a substance has been granted entry, each cell has to decide whether or not they are going to transport that substance from one side to the other. Finally, there are complex mechanisms required to eject it out the other side. So, you need a receptor or a gate to allow the substance in. Then you need a transportation system to get the substance across. 
then an injection mechanism to pop it out the other side. Technically, this is an endocytosis, getting the thing in. Transcytosis, moving it through. And exocytosis, popping it out to the other side. You think this can all happen by accident? Or that LDL forces it away into a cell, battle ironically across the chapter hole in the other side of the cell membrane or escape? Not the editors, insert music to the great escape here. Yes, of course, here are LDL receptors. They are made within a cell when it feels the need for some additional cholesterol. Once made those receptors effectively become the embrace that allows LDL entry, which simply demonstrates how difficult it is to get an LDL molecule into a cell, unless the cell wishes to grind it and trends. Sorry, it is not difficult. It is impossible. Once inside the cell, the LDL is broken down into its constituent parts. Often the receptor is also broken down, but not always. The whole process can be seen in Figure 7. LDL arrives links to an LDL receptors and is drawn inside the cells. Enzymes arrive to break down the LDL and often the receptors as well. Cholesterol and fatty acid are released into the cell in some cases, the intact receptors shuttles back to the cell surface. However, even if you do manage to get an LDL molecule into the cell and put a lock on the system designed to break it down into its component parts, you then have to get LDL back out of the cell again on the other side. Good luck with that. You will need an inside-out LDL receptor printing backward into the cell itself. Such structures do not, as far as I have been able to ascertain, exist. Not as anyone even suggested that they do. So, if LDL molecule cannot simply pass straight to endothelial cells and they can't, what else can explain LDL getting into an artery wall? At present, although this is usually left fuzzy, the explanation is that LDL molecule can slip between 
endothelial cells then into the artery wall beneath. At this point, I shall change my analogy from a blue well to terraced houses. Endothelial cells are not detached home on a porch housing estate with plenty of space between the wall through from front to back. <laughs> no instead into the field cells are terraced houses somewhat more down maker I am afraid. These terrace houses are firmly cemented together on both sides, and there is no gap of any sort between them. If you want to reach the back garden of a terrace house, you are required to knock on the front door, walk through, and go out to the back door. Again, you cannot squeeze between them using a non-existing corridor. We'll be right back. In the same way, if you want to get from one side of an endothelial cell to the other, you must pass through the cell. You cannot pass between cells. They are sealed together with things called tight junctions, a whole series of strong interlink protein bridges. This, I should add, is not up for debate. It is simply scientific fact. Tight junction prevent the passage of medical and iron through the space between plasma membrane of adjacent cells. So materials must actually enter the cells by diffusion active transport in order to pass through the tissue. If this were not the case, if there were no barriers to prevent substance simply moving across from the blood to the spaces between cells and vice versa, life simply could not exist. To quote from a paper in the journal tissue barrier yes indeed there is such a journal physiological barriers provide the framework for a boundary between circulating blood and intravertical fluid a prerequisite for mammalian life Yes, a prerequisite for mammalian life. Last time I looked, mammalian were mammals, and most of us are alive, which means that 
for the LDL cholesterol hypothesis to be true, it requires that fundamental processes that are required to sustain life simply do not exist. Just to give you one example of what happens if you lose in the tight junction between cells, we can look at the Ebola virus. With Ebola infection, the tight junctions are opened up. So the barrier function is lost. Blood can escape into the tissue and organs, and things go rapidly downhill from here. This leakage is the reason why Ebola is also known as a form of hemorrhagic fever. Blood appears in the cornea, so your eyes become bloodshot. You cut up the blood that, that has escaped into your lungs. Your tongue falls off. Your earring is filled with blood from your kidney. Your bowel motion turned black and then bang, dead from hemorrhaging. Ebola provide a good example of the importance of tight junctions, open them up and die. Ebola patients experience a breakdown in endothelial barrier integrity that lead to massive fluid losses and vascular collapse. That will be where the prerequisite for mammalian lice comes in. Yes, indeed. If you don't think about it in, in any great depth, the idea that LDL molecule pass from the blood and then into the arteries wall behind seems pretty straightforward. Logically, common sense even. However, once you start examining the actual processes required for this to happen, you begin to realize that the idea is completely and utterly ridiculous. It simply cannot happen. If LDL could pass straight into the arteries wall, then so could almost everything else in the bloodstream. Very shortly after that, you would be dead. <laughs> what is inside a plague? Okay, maybe that wall, that was all too theoretical. Is it baked up by the fat? Despite what I have written, I probably still need to convince you that plaques are not made up of LDL. Instead, they are the remains of blood clots. You may think this must have been sorted out years ago, decades even. Despite what I have written above, this surely cannot even be a question. Plaques are full of cholesterol. 
this is simply a non fact is not in truth it is not it's certainly true that there is cholesterol in a plaque some plaques possibly even most plaques however there are an awful lot of other things trapped in the as well which are not cholesterol and have absolutely no connection to LDL or cholesterol in any way shape or form there are red blood cells fibrin platelets white blood cells smooth muscle cells calcium collagen etc you name it how did they get in there almost the only thing beyond any question is that a plague and a plaque is not just a big lump of cholesterol stuck inside the artery wall plaques if you start picking away at them are rather complicated and messy old things <clears throat> here's what one group of researchers found when they examined plaques in a group of old people those were end stage plaques and they consist of fibrous tissue 87 plus 8% calcific deposits 7 plus 6% pull tissues debris 5 plus 4% form cells 1 plus 1% yes i had to go and look up pull tissues debris myself i had never come across this term before anywhere ever maybe i missed that lecture The medical definition of pulp tissues is having a soft consistency, pulpy, which does not really help much in knowing what it consists of. I quite like the word thought. I have dropped pulp tissues into one or two conversations in an effort to sound more intelligent. not work no so far but i have not entirely given up hope up yet oh yes this cake is highly potentious if i may be so bold i also realized that unless you are medically trained you're never going to have heard of any of the other things on that list either fibrous tissue yes that is tissue that is fibrous whatever exactly that means many different things as i have discovered the point i want 
to make here. Third was very simple, and it is as follow. Can you see the word cholesterol? The obvious answer is that no, you cannot. To be honest, when I come across this paper, I was not particularly trying to find support for the observations that there is often no cholesterol in a plaque. I was just doing one of my many wide-angle searches, which starts with the word main content of arteriosclerotic plaques. You can try searching around in this area for yourself if you like. I suspect that, like me, the things you will soon discover is that it is remarkably difficult to get to the bottom of what's inside an arteriosclerotic plaque. A technical term for this is plaque morphology. Obviously, I have dug rather deeper than most in spoken to pathologists and interventional cardiologists and read 10,000 papers and walk 500 miles to be the one that Having done all this, I still don't think that I can truly answer the question. What are plaques made of? Not with any certainty. Some years ago, the American Heart Association made the most exhaustive attempt to try to answer this. If you want to try battling, your way through a real peg turner try reading this little beauty a definition of advanced type of arteriosclerotic listen and a historical classification of arteriosclerosis a report from the committee on vascular Lesson of the Council on Arteriosclerosis, American Heart Association, that, I should add, was only part three. Trouble sleeping? Well, you can read the entire three-part series if you want. Loss of consciousness will be rapid, but... If you do manage this theoric faith, you will find that there is remarkably little mention of LDL or cholesterol. Equally, once you have wearily turned the last page, you will be left obviously none the wiser as to what plaques are made of. Let's just say that it's complicated. Anyway, here is a list of various things the American Heart Association said could be found lurking within a plaque. At least 
This is a list of the headers they use to describe them. Like a juggernaut, smooth muscle cell, microphages, lymphocytes, epilipoprotein, and fibronogen in the extracellular matrix, proteolism proteoglycans, collagen, elastin, calcium, lipids and lipoprotein get one mention I suppose. As for cholesterol silence was this turn reply. Yet if you look at cysts Sites such as WebMD, the writers feel able to make a statement such as the following cholesterol plaques from by a process called atherosclerosis. Another name for atherosclerosis is hardening of the arteries. LDL or bad cholesterol is the raw material of cholesterol plaques progressive and pointless atherosclerosis grows cholesterol plaques silently and slowly the eventual result is block artery arteries which plaques which places blood flow at risk Cholesterol plaques? My greedy aunt, and what a malachy. Mr. Copperfield, and no doubt, statements like this are specifically designed to leave you in absolutely no doubt that atheoclerosis, theoclic spikes, Plaques consist of the big lump of LDL cholesterol, which is, of course, the most complete in autobots. I could have used a ruder word. Does this mean that plaques are what we mean of incorporate tombit instead? Obviously, I believe so or I will not have written this book. However, before moving on to look at, the, at that issue in more detail, I want to cover three mere observations about plaques. Observations that have been used as unquestioned support for the cholesterol hypothesis. They are fatty streaks, cholesterol crystals, fighting LDL within plaques. For decades, this terrible trade has been used to underpin the case against cholesterol. What I intend to show you is that those observations provide no such evidence. Instead, when turned around, they end up fully supporting the, thro- the 
thrombogenic hypothesis instead. Fadistoics. Fadistoics are widely considered to be the earliest version of arteriosclerotic plaques. You start with a fatty streak, it grows and grows, and eventually you have a large, complex plaque on your hands. Here is one page amongst the many thousand that I could have chosen. Arteriosclerosis begins in childhood as deposit of cholesterol and its stirs referred to a fatty strix. The argument used here is simple and also seemingly inagreeable. LDL is full of cholesterol and its stirs. Fatty streaks are deposits of cholesterol and its esters. Fatty streaks are the first abnormality you see on the artery wall, and they grow into larger, more complex plaques. Therefore, I put it to you that LDL is guilty of this, the most heinous crime of causing fatty streak in plaque and those service There is a murmur around the court as the defense lawyer rises to question the cardiologic expert. Yes, it is he, Atticus Finch. Atticus. Can I simply ask if anyone has actually seen a fatty streak turn into an arteriosclerotic plaque? There is no need, so it is simply a non-fact. So I shall take that as a no. Expressive. Do you have any evidence that fatty streaks do not become plaques? Atticus reply, which is into his briefcase. As a matter of fact, my dear sir, I do. If I may refer the code to a detailed study of fatty streak and arteriosclerotic plaques by Villikant and Villikant articles clears his throat. The Villikant study the arteries of many hundreds of children and adults who had died from accident and if I may quote from the research article the simply entitled progressions of coronary arteriosclerosis from adolescents to mature adults theatrical pose 
among the four type of earlier theocleotic liaison investigate only the fattest track did not show this direct conversion to a lesion of possible clinical significance yes the velicans were extremely clear having looked at hundreds and hundreds of arteries and thousands of plaques they found absolutely no evidence that fatty streak demonstrate any form of conversion into plaques indeed it is something that never happens you very rarely see the word never in a scientific paper the work of the verikant and other researchers was brought together in the book factors and information and regression of the arteriosclerotic plaque which include the work of the verikant another page tono Juvenal type fatty streak are the earlier lesions that can be recognized by microscope microscopic inspection of aorta of uh, ortas of children Holman reported that there were already present in all children aged more than 3 increased rapidly in area between age 8 15 and we search a maximum at age 20 for many years it was widely believed that the fattest trick were the pers- the prescriptions of fibrous plaques however there is now evidence from many different sources including the work of the verikins that suggests that fattest trick and fibrous plaques developed by separating independent pathways there the veteran the the verikins record many significant morphological observation they did not observe conversion of fatty tract into arteriosclerotic plaques and include that the two type of liaison develop as unrelated pathological processes advanced fatty streak exhibiting cells disintegration and accumulation of extracellular lipid were first uncounted in the 2638 group and increased fairly rapidly over the next decade but again they did not observe further transitional stage between advanced fatty streak and arteriosclerotic plaques in the third decade lipid become abundant in the plaques not the fatty streak in the form of of uh, of uh, form cells which were particularly associated with areas of insulation and insulation 
and small pools of extracellular lipid. There was also progressive involvement of microthrombi in the earliest step of plaque formation. Another extremely important point in that passage is that fact, the fact that fatty streaks are present in all children by the age of three, this is at a time when their LDL level are far, far lower than found in any adult. And at this age, they have no other classical risk factor for heart disease either. Indeed, fatty stroke can even be found in the fetus where the LDL level is less than a third of the adult level, which kind of knocks in high LDL as a cause of CVD on the head. LDL can and take plaque development when the level is one third than that found in any adult population on the planet. Hmm. Hmm. Don't think so. However, the main takeaway from this research is that fatty streak, whatever they may contain and whoever they form simply do not become atheoclerotic plaques, which means that one of the male pillars supporting the DL, LDL hypothesis come crumples into a heap of dust. On the other hand, the fighting were entirely supportive of the thrombogenic hypothesis. I said this because the, the other main observation was that clinically significant plaque have layer upon layer of small blood clot within them. They call this fighting incorporated micro Tombi, as described in the following passage. In addition, particular circle of evolution towards advanced liaison appeared their obstructive character was related to both susceptive incorporation of microtombi and the suns and the onset of large lipid deposits. I make that one nail to the thrombogenic hypothesis, even using a video referee. Hmm. That's a very good discussion. Cholesterol crystal will be next.